Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome back to the room with Pastor Stephen. And we are on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Today, it's kind of a, uh, well, it's a one-off type. It's a bonus episode. Bonus episode. Bonus episode. We had a special guest preacher by the name of Scott Dawson preach on Sunday. Did a phenomenal job. We saw uh, lots of people get saved. Lots of people have some great moments at church. So this week, we're just going to kind of have a bonus episode talking about church membership. So the question is, is church membership important? And uh, I'm going to, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to ask you some some questions around church membership. So, uh, man, if you're ready, I'll go ahead and start asking questions unless you got something you want to say. No, no. Yeah, we can go ahead and start. We're coming to you um, from our... Uh what, we, what did we did we decide no name studio? What did we say we were going to call this? We've never named. I thought it. I thought we, we named some, it something. I thought we, we did. Some, what is it? No thought, name, no money sponsors. You no, know, it's a sponsorless sponsor. Sponsorless sponsor. Yeah. I don't yeah, I thought we did the name the studio. Anyway, our producer's not able to be here today. Uh, believe it or not, um, he has a real he has gig. A real job. Yeah, that pays him, and uh, and so he's not here. But we're uh, we're. We're blessed to have blessed. yeah kings of Leon with us today, <laughs> and uh, and she is pushing all the buttons and making sure everything's being recorded well. And um, you know, it's a big step to go from Journey to Kings of Leon. We're talking <laughs> we're talking like decades, decades. Yeah, she's a little younger than our producer. So. Decades, yeah. Decades. But now she is a uh, a pretty. Uh, she graduated from the prestigious Green Valley. Uh, homeschooling. Green view. Green view. See? Green, green lawn. View, green lawn, house. lawn. Green tree? Yeah. Green view. So, hey, what we're doing today is uh, we're just we're just dealing with a subject that, uh, oh, it's kind of a question that I get asked a lot, uh, especially in, in the culture today. This, this, I don't know that this would have been a prevalent question in the 50s and 60s, but is church membership important? Why should I join a church? And there, and there are even, you know, there there are churches out there that would say, "Hey, we 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 don't we don't believe formal membership is an important thing," um, and uh, and so they don't really they don't really have a formal membership. Uh, we we do we we have a formal membership. I call it the list. Yeah, uh, we we do yeah. have the list. The list, um, and uh, and so that's kind of kind of what my thoughts are today. Let's let's deal with that question, and you've got some questions got to some ask, questions. and yep. uh, we'll just uh, we'll we'll uh, what are, I think we're going to dive in. There you go, man. Just dive right into what church membership looks like and what it means. There you like, go. We're just we'll, we're peeling the layers back, right? It's rather than just a surface level topic, we're going to peel the layers back on church membership. So my first question, Pastor Stephen, does it matter if I'm a church? member or a member of a church or is it is is this whole idea of church membership kind of this man-made legalism so does it does it matter that i'm a member of a church yeah um 
I, I think our listeners would know the answer to that question. Otherwise, we're, <laughs> right. this episode is done. Right. Uh, yes, I, I, I think it does. I think it does. Um, you know, I, I, when, when, I was in, uh, when I was in college, and this will be hard for Kings of Leon to understand, but when I was in college, uh, I'd love to check mail. Uh, you know, this is, you didn't really send emails and I, I, I don't even know that email was even, it might've just barely been going when I was in college. Um, Did you, but, were you on the AOL where you open it up by the really loud internet? Inter- yeah. Noise yeah. It was it, uh dial up. Yeah. And then it says, yeah, you have no, you didn't, it didn't stay on all the time. Oh. You would have to, um, anyway, but going to the, uh, going to the mail, or the post office there in college and mail was, uh, it, it was like gold. Um, and, um, I remember one day checking the box and I received, uh, a piece of mail that honestly it came every month, but this time it kind of, it kind of struck me. The front of the envelope said in big giant letters, 11 CDs for one cent. Oh, I remember those. You remember those? Yeah. You picked, like you picked your, it was like a membership. Thing. Join like our you, club yeah. and you receive eleven CDs for a penny. And man, right. I got right. like Lori Morgan and Reba McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn and just man. And so uh, I fit that into my budget. I didn't have any money, but I could I could do a penny. Yeah. Um, and uh, sounded too good to be true. Yeah, kind of had me hooked. Right, had to join the club. Be a fool not to do that. Membership was a must. And um. That's how some folks view church membership right. in context of the church. Uh, am I? What am I getting out of the deal? Right. What? What? What, what am I going to receive? Why should yeah, yeah. I? Why should I join a church? Uh, what's in it? What's in it for me? Um, as you, I think the question you ask is: Does Does it matter if I'm a member of a church? Is that man-made legalism? Um, great, great question. I, I even had somebody ask me one time, um, and they did send me an email. It was not a mail. I mean, this was on down the ages, you. right? Um, he he uh, he asked me, "Hey, listen, every single week, I see people come to the front of the church at invitation time, and this is back when we used to present the decisions and yeah. say, hey, here's so and so, and here's here's the reason why they come forward almost every week. You know, somebody, hey, they're coming, and they would like to.'" like to become a member of our church, join our family, our membership. And, and anyway, this guy's like, why are they doing that? What, what's the point of that? Um, and he said, after all, does it, I mean, isn't it true that I can attend worship and uh, I can tie to this church? I can fellowship with the other believers that are part of this church. I can be involved in missions and outreach. Um, can I do all of those things without joining the church? Help me understand why I should do that. And Ryan, I really wish that there's a verse that I could quickly uh, spout off. You know, I'll, okay, John four twenty two, right? Yeah. And Jesus said, "Go ye therefore into your community and find a good church home and be a member." <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That, that uh, would be. But there's no there's no verse out there like that. Um, but I would say this: there's overwhelming biblical support for the idea of church membership, um, and. Uh, it, it starts right there in the in the New Testament. So go back to the question, does it matter if I'm a member of a local church? Isn't that just a man-made legalism thing or legalistic thing? I mean, we're great at making things that are good into legalistic things. I mean, we can, we can even talk about the, yeah. the ordinances of the church. Yeah. 
Those are yeah. some, you know, people make a lot of yeah. uh, legalism out of that. Are they important? Absolutely. Legalism is this uh, assigning value to something that it cannot deliver. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and so uh, anytime, anytime I make something that is a uh, that is evidence of faith and grace, anytime I make it into the uh, beta of faith and grace or the litmus test of faith and grace, yeah. then, then, then I've made it into something legalistic. And, uh, the, you know, it's not anything that just applies to our century. I mean, the whole book of Galatians is written. Yeah. People that were trying to, uh, yeah. I mean, Dawson even talked about that Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's Jesus plus nothing, but does it matter if I'm a member of a church? Is that just man-made legalism? I would say anything that you approach with, Hey, this is not for my glory. This is this is this is for God's glory. When you partner together with other believers to accomplish a task, uh, well, in, I'd say a biblical task, evangelism, of sharing the gospel around the world. I mean, I, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Now, if I sit there and say, "Hey, I'm going to get my name on a list because you know everybody knows you, you can't get to heaven unless you're a church member." <laughs> right. Oh man, that's a ter- church membership's yeah. a terrible thing to put yeah. your faith in. Yeah. It's a great thing to be able to come together and, uh, you know, carry out the mission, utilize your gifts and all that stuff. Terrible thing to say, well, that's going to get me to heaven. But again, we can put anything there except Jesus, right? Everything's terrible as a ticket to heaven with the exception of the grace that comes through Jesus. Mm. So you kind of mentioned this this verse, um, what there, well, that there's no verse that just says, hey, go down to your local church and get on their membership list and you're good. But is there any evidence in the New Testament of people joining a body of believers? Yeah, there's many different uh, accounts. Um, you, you, can, you can look over in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, like verses 19 down through uh, 25, you know, this is the one where he's like, hey, let us consider one another, verse 24. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25 is the one that we hear all the time. The preacher will usually, he's going to do a topical message off of Hebrews 10, 25 when attendance is down. Right. And it goes like this, not forsaking the assembling right. of ourselves together as is in the matter of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day uh, uh, approaching. Uh, the early... um. The early church had, or we have ideas of support for a a formal church membership. Yeah, and we know they kept they kept roll. Yeah, how do we know they kept roll? Well, uh, over First Timothy five, they had a list of widows, right? Right. Right. Paul's there. Paul says to Pastor Timothy, "Hey, do not let a widow under sixty years old be taken into the number." And not unless she has been the wife of one man. Yeah. Well, there had to be a list of them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, Timothy was good, but I don't know that it just, all right, yep, there, there's Bertha over there, and there's Margaret, and there's, uh, and so the church kept a list of widows because they paid special attention to these women. They wanted to minister to them. They wanted to serve them. It only ma- makes sense that they kept a, a list. If they kept a list of widows, yeah. they probably kept a list of members as well. Um, I'll, I'll tell you another example. First Corinthians five, they held their members accountable. There's a man in the church. First Corinthians five was sexually immoral. Mm. Uh, the yeah. appearance is he had no conviction about the ungodly lifestyle that he was right. living, 
And Paul said to the church there in Corinth, but now I've written to you, uh, don't keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler. That means, you know, stirs up stuff or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Yeah. Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Um, and I think some folks get that wrong. What did Paul mean there? Was Paul saying, don't allow a rebellious person to attend your worship service? Is he saying there, you stop them at the door and you say, you go back home, right. you're not coming in here. That's right. not what he is saying, not at all. Right. He couldn't have meant that. How do we know that? Because in other places, he he, he says, unbelievers are welcome right. to attend worship. Right. So, um, oh, well, I mean, how could they get saved if they if they didn't hear the gospel? So what what Paul mean? Here's what I believe in, in a lot of other, uh, I, I was going to say a lot of other Bible scholars. Please hear me. I am not a Bible scholar. But here's what Bible scholars in. You got, you got uh, doctor in your name. Yeah, yeah, but that didn't mean anything. Oh. Um, not at all. <laughs> so, you know, for 1995, you could have doctor in your name. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, I'm just trying the, to raise that 1995. The. Uh, what did Paul mean? Here's what here's what most believe. Paul meant remove him from the membership. Don't don't hang out with him during the week. Don't associate with him. Strike his name from the roll. He just became an outsider. Uh, it, it was kind of a social pressure there that was intended to save the man from the path leading to misery. Um, but but I would say a key thing here. Paul refers to those who are inside, yeah, and those who are outside. Well, who are these insiders? I would say people that are held accountable to a Christ-like lifestyle. Yeah. Members of the church. Yeah, yeah. Members of the body of Christ. Um, can I give you another example? Or you, you, you I think we're good because I want to I, – I you, you said something earlier, and I want to kind of touch on this, but it kind of leads into our next question. Okay. Um, talking about, you know, you, you said – several times from the pulpit that the local church is compared to a family. Um, so the question is, how does that comparison help us understand church membership? Because so if we look at scripture and, you know, we see how the early church, man, they, they shared things. They were, you know, breaking bread together. They were basically saying, Hey, what's mine is yours. And like, let's, let's have, they were eager to maintain unity. They were, they were wanting to be involved in the same purpose. They wanted to have fellowship. This, this koinonia, this, this desire to serve Jesus all had the same purpose. They were all in it for the same reason. They all had this desire to grow and to share Jesus. So um, how, how does it compare? How does family compare to help us understand church membership? Yeah, uh, well, and that's a great question because that kind of kind of – led to what I was going to add to the last question. Sorry. So no you're, man, you're, you're on it. it. You're yeah. on it. You know what this is? This is it. This is it. You know what this is? <laughs> it's not it. This is you. Oh, I got you. I'm right there. You're on it, man. I'm on it. You're on it. <laughs> if we were only if we only had video of this, people I'm could scared understand. to show video, man. People could understand uh, what is going on. We'd know, have to move some chairs I've got out of the way. Some weird quirks and I don't want people to see my weird quirks. It'll well, be- you know, back to your question, uh in the New Testament a pastor is often called an overseer. Yeah. Uh, terms are synonymous there. If if well, I guess the question is: if there were no membership, then how's the pastor to know whom he's supposed to oversee? 
Yeah. If there's no, <laughs> right, right. If there's no right, right. you know, right. church there and membership, I mean, how well, can Well, that's he... just logical thinking, Pastor uh, Well, yeah. Right. Two things you'll not find in most churches, logic and common sense. <laughs> Uh, but how can the how can the pastor provide oversight if he doesn't exactly know whose sheep are his? Yeah, yeah. there's got to be a distinguishable, identifiable group that he's in charge of. Yeah, aka a church family. Yeah, a flock. And the way it's compared to a family, in my family, there are five of us. In 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 my family, me and my wife, our our two daughters, and our uh, and our son, the baby, uh, who, who's taller than me now. Um, but uh, such a stud. My my son's not a casual member of the family, right? Ne- right. Neither are my two daughters, right? right? They're definite members of my family, no question whatsoever. So I'd say the logic seems clear that even in the New Testament, each church family was identifiable. Yeah, and uh, the pastors knew their sheep. Otherwise, how in the world are going to be effective in the oversight of the souls that they're giving an account to? Um, now, I mean, that's just a few examples from the New Testament to support the idea that there was indeed some some sort of church membership uh, i don't i don't think church membership is inconsistent with with scripture uh, but I, I but i do i know that there are folks out there and they're thinking okay people in the new testament joined churches they didn't drift around like yeah. you know a stick in the water um but what does that mean to me yeah right well there's mm. There, we know guys locally that, um, and, there, and I'm thinking of one particular individual. Not going to name his name, but uh, like he is, he owns a business, and he is dead set against churches, and particularly big churches. But he, he, he is dead set against churches, and he's like, man, I can do as much ministry in my company that i own and with the people that i'm around that i don't have to go to church i can do church out on the beach i can do church and yes oh, I, I, I don't even know who you're talking about I, 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 you're okay. right and i don't want you yeah. to know who i'm talking about well, i'm just i mean maybe our commercial break you'll tell me yeah yeah but i just you know it, it it saddens me because this this guy has a lot of potential to do a lot of things but he is vocally against churches and church building yet at the same time, he's like, man, I'm, I'm praying for people and we're doing all this ministry, but you don't have to do it at a church. So it, it's almost like for the, the outsider walking in, there's, there's this little bit of contradiction on, you know, how he's doing, you know, how he's doing this. Because again, very vocal against the church, but yet doing ministry. And I can see doing ministry outside the church wall. I believe we need to do that. But again, just very vocal against the church. What is he, it, it, what is he calling what is he calling people to? He's calling them to Christ, and then and then what? Go, We're go having do your church thing? in the parking lot, Pastor Stephen. Well, but he doesn't like the church building, which is weird. And I and I can't. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I get so frustrated. I don't even know how to have a conversation with the guy because it it's sometimes really irrational. Yeah. So, well, and, and we even, I think we even talked about this a few weeks ago. Maybe how, how do you know if how you know if a church is a church or if it's just a a group of backslidden christians that are using excuses yeah to uh be be lazy and not mm-hmm. identified with a group uh oh it was it's like the three o's you know number one are they organized you look you look at the new testament church the new testament church is organized yeah. I, I mean 
you know, down to the offices, you have the office, the the ordained offices mm-hmm. or the office of pastor and the office of deacons. So yeah. there's organization there. Even the text that we talked about here when it comes to the widows and stuff, I mean, it didn't just happen stance. There, there, there's clear organization that takes place. Um, I'd say ordinances. You practice the ordinances, baptism yeah. and Lord's Supper. You show me a group of people that are consistently meeting and um, – and and they call themselves I don't I don't I mean a church or a fellowship or I, you know I always love to see those church signs they're like uh, the meeting place of the church of and and I know you know I know the, I know why they put that on the sign because they don't want people to identify buildings as a church um, I get that you know I always I just find some of that stuff humorous you know we'll not call ourselves a church we'll call ourselves a, a tribe right. there's 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 right. one not far from here that right. just renamed themselves the tribe right. um, and does it, ultimately it doesn't matter. Uh, as long as you are uh, being the hands and feet of Christ, the body of Christ, but you are called. I mean, clearly you're supposed to be a part of a local body of believers, a church. Uh, how do you handle what we've just read over in Hebrews? Yeah. I don't know how you get around that. Do not yeah. forsake the assembling together. Okay, we're going to assemble together. We're just going to assemble in a parking lot. Okay, cool. Are you doing the ordinances? Because I'm telling you, you show me a group of people that are coming together, whether they're, uh, they say we have church at the golf course. We have church. <laughs> right. uh, we have church with our baseball <laughs> right. family. We right. have, you know, the church, wherever it may be. Uh, well, no, you're not church if you're not baptizing anybody. Yeah. Likewise, I know a lot of groups that are meeting in buildings. That would even say, look, we have buildings. We're a church. Hey, okay, well, let's talk about the ordinances. Hey, we do the Lord's Supper every Sunday. That's awesome if you're doing it for, you know, if, if you understand why we do the Lord's Supper. Now, let's talk about the second ordinance, baptism. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't baptized anybody in about four years. What? Yeah. Well, but we see those are the ordinances of the church. Yeah. And I would say the third one um, is your outreach. Yeah. If you're if If you're not... If all you're doing is meeting together to discuss the Bible and, you know, and there are groups that form all the time, you know, uh, hey, man, we love having, uh, you know, um, pastries and tea. And and so we have pastries and tea and we study the Bible together. And we're doing that now on Sundays at 10 for brunch. And so we found more identity and community in that than we would in the church. And so we just, man, we're getting so deep and we're praying for each other. And, you know, we've even pulled out some systematic theology and we're studying that. And uh, it's just really good. And this is my, this is my family. And, all, and please hear me. And, and and I know the folks just hear hear me say this. They're like, "How could you dare say that?" Or you know, you're making fun. And and I am. I am making fun. I I am. Um, good thing. No problem at all. Right. But that's not a church. Yeah. And that that when he's talking about let's not forsake the assembling together, he's not talking about your brunch. You know, pastry group that does a Bible study and prays together. Yeah. Um, is there outreach happening? Are you, are you effectively leading people to Christ? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so the, you know, why should I consider joining a church now in 2022? Because that's what you do. There's this, oh, you know, I'm, uh, you look in society, society is against any traditional institution. Um, society is against, uh, um, any, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, established. How about that? Yeah. Established. I'm going to fight against the established and the traditional. 
please hear me, traditional and established are not, are, they're not bad things. They're not bad things at all, um, provided they've not become God. Uh, and so why should I be a part? I, I tell our folks this all the time. I think I think God gets great glory. Yeah. When you identify with a local church and you say, hey, listen, God has led me to this church family and I'm not ashamed of it. And I want yeah. him to get glory because I've been looking for my, my group, right? Yeah. I've been looking for my family. And uh, this is the place that is going to help me mature in my faith. They're going to hold me accountable. They're lovingly going to help me exercise my gifts. Yeah. And we're going to do life together, and we're going to we're going to put our resources together with whether that be money, gifting, whatever the case is. Um, we are going to do all that, and uh, and God's going to get glory. So uh, I I kind of want to move into some some cultural things compared to church. So uh, I'm going to ask this question and please tell me if I don't articulate it the right way or I need to re-explain it. But, um, you know, talking about church and culture and, you know, sometimes I have the feeling that, that, that culture dictates what the church does rather than church kind of dictating the culture. Um, so I, I began to kind of think about this, uh, knowing that we were going to talk about churches and church membership and why is church important? Why is church membership important? But you know, if you were to if you were to strip away the name church or religion from any organization, so if we look at any other organization that does what the church does, if this organization gives money to the poor, if this organization helps feed the poor, if this organization invests in the next generation and invests in education and teaches people, equips people how to become leaders, and equips people on how to forgive and have hope in their life. And then, you know, we provide daycare for kids for free. We feed the elderly for free. We do all these things for free. Like, that organization would be seen as a great organization that is doing lots of things for the community. And, you know, hey, we're in Bay County, so they would be voted best in Bay County. But if you add religion or church to that then why why is there this kind of tainted view on the church but yet the church is doing so many good things like people have this tainted view of religion people have this tainted view of what the church is so um so my my question is you know why why do you think people in today's culture aren't in church is it because is it because there's this bad view of religion or church people like i mean i, I know there's hypocrites in church yeah right you know yeah. i i know that there are mean people in church yeah but at the end of the day like if we follow what scripture says on what we should be doing as a christ father then it then it kind of answers it it helps us be those better people in church i don't know i well i think it's i think it's what we stand for the uh you know the scripture that says that the gospel will be to some a stepping stone mm. and it will be a stumbling stone yeah. to others. And so it's what we it's what we stand for and we stand for salvation through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. There is you know there are folks that are, that will say all the time, you guys, man, you guys are just so narrow-minded. I mean, the gospel's narrow-minded. Yeah. Uh and so the I think it I think it's that uh you know, so what you're telling me is um, 
that I've got to say I can't help myself and throw myself at the mercy of of Jesus. Well, yeah, I'm saying that's, that's what <laughs> right. he said. Right. It's what he right. said. So you're saying that anyone who doesn't come to Christ, that when they die, they will go, they'll go to a place called hell. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really saying that. He said that. Right. Uh, this is not my material. Right. Uh, but when you stop at the end of the day and you look around, I would just like to say, you know, you go into towns and, uh, you know, there'll be hospitals that are, uh, you know, the Baptist hospital, or there'll be, you know, I know uh, Sacred Heart that we have here it comes out of a Catholic, right. uh, Catholic church. Uh, you have Methodist hospitals in the Memphis area, a big network right. of Meth- Methodist hospitals and various things like that. Yet, do you know how many um, uh, American uh, atheist society hospitals I've seen? Zero. Yeah. Schools named after, you know, uh, uh, well, not priests, but named after saints yeah. and uh, schools named after particular churches and denominations. And, and yet, I, I, I'm not aware, and I may be wrong, somebody may send this to me, and <laughs> but I'm not aware of an ACLU school yeah elementary school daycare center or hospital or retirement homes or i mean it's the church being the hands and feet of jesus christ but ultimately it boils down to again if we're as long as we're not as long as we have not put ministry in front of the mission as long as we don't become a social club because there's some social clubs out there that do great work i was a member of the lions club yeah. many years ago in blyville arkansas Me? well i wasn't a member i got invited to the lunches sometimes oh yeah oh no i was full-fledged member were you I, absolutely i was the lions club and so we helped make sure that boys and girls had glasses and various yeah. things like that and we did some great work some great work every year they would ask me to bring um the uh program for like the christmas meal because I would talk to them about Jesus and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we did some good things in their JCs and Kiwanis and, you know, uh, um, uh, Shriners and all those that do some amazing, amazing ministry. And that's their mission to do the ministry. You get a church that messes up the mission and mm. they become so ministry focused. Mm. Okay. Well, now what are we, what are we, what are we calling them to? Yeah. We're calling them to Christ. We're the hands and feet because we want you to come to know Christ. Well, why don't you just do it and leave the whole Christ thing alone? Alone, alone, because that's why we do what we do. Yeah. That's why we even have the joy of doing what we do. How foolish would it be for uh, for me to sit here and say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you there's a uh, um uh, there's this little uh, ointment stuff that you can buy at Walmart, and um, you know you put it on your finger and you just stick it on that tooth that's hurting. It'll it'll make that pain go away for just a, you know for a little while, and then you can go back and you do it again, and and then and you know you do it again. How foolish would it be for me to say you know here just when you run out of that bottle, go buy another bottle and just keep putting it on yeah. there, putting it on there versus saying uh, you need a root canal, right? <laughs> the problem's not going to go away until you deal with the root. Mm. And so I would say that with the church, may we not become so overly, well, that, that's not even a good way to say it. It's okay. It's okay to be saturated with ministry, 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 helping people, helping people, helping people. Be saturated with that, but understand that saturation is leading to yeah. a gospel conversation. Yeah, so I was I was reading 
Tozer this morning. A.W. Tozer. Oh, that's like, great coffee reading absolutely. early morning. Well, he says, like, you know, in, in this thing, he was talking about how sometimes program is substitutants, substituted for presence, like capital P. So sometimes we substitute program for the presence of God. And he said church, because we spend more money, more effort, more focus on the program rather than on on who God is and what he's doing and his presence. So he said, man, churches would do much better if we would shift from, yes, understanding that we have to have programming, but when your focus is the presence of God and giving God the glory and making sure that his name is known and making sure that people know who he is and what he's done for our life, that that is that is the goal, not the program. Well, yeah, any any programming separated from mission becomes busyness. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like you'll sit there and you know there've been times churches that I've served at and I would say that we have a minimal amount of this at the church that we're a part of right now. Um, but it's easy to fall back into the whole thing of uh, okay, it's um, hey, it's October, we got to plan our fall festival. Right. Okay. All right. No. No. Why? Why do we have to do that? Because we always do a fall festival. It's our Halloween alternative. Okay, I'm all about Halloween alternatives. Even though I always let my kids dress up and they would go trick-or-treating and they turned out all right. It didn't jack with any of them that I'm aware of. I don't know. One year one year, my son here in Florida, you know, he, he was about, Reed was probably, I don't know, eight or nine, and he went trick-or-treating as Peyton Manning in full Tennessee uniform, helmet. And I'm like, man, you're going to get sorry candy. This is not, we're, I'm going to have to check for razor blades. And so the... But, you know, we'd sit around and, okay, well, one of the things that we do here is let's evaluate it. Yeah. Is it helping us fulfill the mission? What is our mission? Love God, love people, tell the story. That's our church's mission. Uh, your church's mission, it, it may not say that exactly, but what it's going to, it's basically going to be about this, uh, teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, leading people to come to Christ, sharing my faith, growing in my faith. Again, the way we've done it, uh, love God, How you know. I'm going to love God. Jesus said that you want, you want to know who, who's in love with me, who keeps my commandments. That's who's yeah. in love with me. I'm going to love God. And as a result of that, I'm going to love others. Why am I going to love others? Because he loves others. Yeah. Others are valuable to him. They ought to be valuable <laughs> right. to me. And yeah. what is the greatest way that I can love them? Now I'm going to tell the story. Right. What's the story? It's yeah. the gospel of Jesus. It's, it, it fuels everything that we do, right? It's amazing how simple scripture is. It is so easy. We make it so hard. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'll go back to our, I'm gonna have my, so we get this group of guys and we get together and um, we drink this coffee from all over the world and it's it's, it's just, it's amazing. I you know? no coffee, man. Yeah, I, and I love coffee, okay? okay. I love right. coffee, but hard to beat Folgers, bro. <laughs> well, hard to beat Folgers. I don't know You know, I that. grind my own coffee uh, and, you know, we sit around and we, we're, you know, we're all, Folgers. you know, we, we have this barista Bible study and... <laughs> And we just, boy, we go into some deep, deep, deep discussions and uh, we talk about all this stuff and we just sit there and it's just, it's unbelievably amazing, all the Bible stuff. And please, that is good, but it is, it is worthless if it does not lead yeah. to action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, how about this? How about you meet at your little coffee shop and you do your barista Bible study for an hour and then take an hour and go out and just share your faith. Yeah. Well, you can't just go out and share faith. You can't knock you on doors. can't do that. Well, you don't even have to knock on doors. How about instead How about instead you sit there and say, okay, here are five people in your life that don't know Jesus. 
Now let's pray for them. And how about we develop, we'll help you develop a plan of how you're going to now share Christ with them. Well, I don't have five people in my life that don't know Jesus. You need to get a life. Yeah. But we go back to this. Why should I consider joining a church in 2022? Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 gives us a very, very good reasons. What happens when you're a part of a church? I would say this. We see people raised up. Every time we gather together, and not every time, almost every time that we gather together as a church, and we're talking about our local body of believers here known as Highland Park Baptist, every time we gather together, we, we get to see somebody get raised to life. Yeah, yeah. People get saved. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love coming together as a church because right. I'm just like, I don't know what God's going to do when we, when, when we get yeah, together this week. For sure. And, and over and over again, I mean, he tells us there. You, you see people raised up. Uh, people are also cleaned up. Yeah. We see it every week, man. Every yep. single week. And, you know, Ryan, I know you, you've you been on the stage before and, uh, you know, preaching and looking out and, um, you know, Kings of Leon, uh, you know, she she does teaching as well. And really, her, her primary focus is our, uh, our young uh, ladies, our young women, student ministry women and um and uh, well singles or what it was called young adult women? College, college and young adult college young and young adult, adult women go, yeah. well I mean, young and, and that term yeah, subjective that's weird yeah. I mean, maybe a 50 year old woman sure. oh i'm a young adult yeah uh okay grandma um <laughs> whatever whatever makes you happy but we've all been there and we've all been teaching and we've been looking out and there are times honestly that i have to bite my tongue um because to refocus because tears just want to flow because you're looking out and you're like, there's Joe, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Joe. If you would have told me a year ago that Joe would be sitting next to his family yeah. mm. while they are singing praises to Jesus, that Joe has yeah. number one owns a Bible. Yeah. But number two, he's got a Bible. It's open and he's writing as fast as he can. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. It's so good. Well, and, and we've said this before, but like, you know, it, it's really cool when you get a group of people that are on the same vision and the same mission and the same desire to follow Jesus and to make his name known. Like, because when you get that group of people to pray for that Joe, and then that group of people sees Joe walk in and all of a sudden, rather than just me being excited because Joe walked in, I've now got... 15 people who have been praying for Joe by name. And then now they're looking at Joe and they're seeing all this stuff. And it just causes this whole thing of, you know, gospel explosion to go out with, and they're telling more people and praying for more people because again, man, somebody went from death to life. It's just, it is. It's so good. It's so well, good. and I've I got a couple of statements and maybe we can bounce off of these before we close this thing okay. out. They kind of, kind of go hand in hand with, okay, why should I, why should I become a member of a church in 2022? I mean, right. that's an outdated thing, right? That's a traditional thing. Sure. I don't want to be a part of an outdated traditional church. Who does wants to be be a part of an outdated uh, church? Tradition is not a bad thing. Um, I'm very traditional uh, in the fact that uh, don't move my furniture on me. Um, <laughs> I don't like it when my wife gets this. Hey, where, you know, I come home and the couch is on the other side of the room. What? Why didn't you do that? It was perfect, yeah. perfectly. I could see the TV, the air conditioning would hit me. It was just so good. When you join a church, you stop being an independent Christian and you place yourself 
under the protection and under the discipline of that church. Yeah. So there's some accountability. Accountability and protection. Yeah. And and and, and those aren't in opposition. Those those go together. Correct. So I'm now part of a community of believers, a family, church family, fellowship, whatever you want to call it, church. And I'm doing life with these people. And these are people that I've given license to who love Jesus and love me. And I would say in that order. Yeah. Who, when I need someone to come along and say, whoa, 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 what are you doing? They they love me enough to do that. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I, I've heard this. I just, I'm sure it's not true, but I just, I love you enough. I felt like I needed, we needed to talk about this. Um, and also. Those are hey, hard conversations. They are, but much needed. Yeah. But also people to come along and say, hey, oh, man, uh, it's amazing. I was just thinking the other day about what God's done in your life. Yeah. I'm so can I just say I'm proud of you and I'm more proud of Jesus for what he has done in you. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs those things, right? So um, you place yourself under the discipline, also the protection of the church. Protection of what? Well, if you're not a part of a, of, of a, of a body of believers, a church, that is based on a uh, a firm, faithful, doctrinal truth when it comes to studying the Bible, then you you easily can wade off into some weeds, uh, doctrinal weeds, yeah, and sure. you don't have anybody there that yeah. is mature enough to say, whoa, hey, hey, I know everybody's yeah. saying this, and I know it's real shiny and it looks good, but I'm telling you, that doesn't match up with what we know to be truth. Um, I would also say this, when you join a church, you participate in a stronger, more, uh, and we said this earlier, earlier, more unified effort to reach others for Christ. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you celebrate. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why when Christ sent them out, he sent them out two by two. Yeah. He didn't say, okay, you're the Lone Ranger. You go, you go by yourself. You do it by yourself. You know, and I say this all the time. He didn't call anybody to be the Lone Ranger, right? Right. And even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, A a third one. When you join a church, you've got a greater opportunity to use your spiritual gift to edify others. Mm. Yeah. Pretty simple. Your gifting's different than my gifting. Right. You know, Kings of Leon, she's (laughs) outgifted all of us. And just, but God is so good. Yeah. And, well, again, it's it's the function of the family. Yeah. The role, everybody has a different role in my physical family. Yeah. And God God created it that way so we would complement each other. And I say it's the same way in the church. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the gifts, the different kinds of gifts that people have and the gifts of uh, prophecy. I would say that's proclamation, proclaiming the word, the gifts of mercy and the gifts of uh, the gifts of evangelism and the gifts of giving and all those kinds of things and how God brings it all together and just he uses it to uh, accomplish his mission, which is to get the gospel out. And I would say this, I would say that when a church is focused on Jesus Christ, when that church receives glory through what they are doing because their primary emphasis is Jesus, then guess who gets great glory? Jesus does. That's right. Um, and I would say, I'm going to say this one as well. Uh, and this might be the last one. When you join a church, you avoid the temptation for spiritual hitchhiking. Now, let me quantify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hitchhiker wants a free ride. Mm, Okay, I got you. A hitchhiker assumes no responsibility uh, for the money needed to buy the car, the gas to run it, the cost of maintenance, 
Now, he, he expects a comfortable ride, right. right? Right. He expects safety in the car. He assumes the driver has insurance covering him in case of an accident. A hitchhiker wants all the, uh, wants all the perks with no investment at all. So what, what do we mean by that when it comes to a spiritual hitchhiker? Uh, he likes the church he's in, or maybe he likes the church he's attending. How about that? Wants all the benefits, wants all the privileges of that church's ministry, but he doesn't want to take responsibility for those services. A spiritual hitchhiker, their attitude is it's all about take and no give. Also, mm. he just wants a free ride. He doesn't, yeah. want, he doesn't want any accountability. When that goes back to what you said early on in in the podcast, it's like, what am, what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, and, right. and again, don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about those who are attending church to find answers about Jesus Christ. Right. And they're still uncertain about their eternal destiny. And if, I mean, if that describes you, your first priority is to come to Christ right. more than it is to come for church membership. Yeah. But when you join a church, basically what you're saying is, I'm ready to do my part in fulfilling the work of the kingdom. And just like Jesus, you publicly declare that. I, you know, I didn't come to this church to be served. I came to this church to serve. Wherever you need me, plug me in. I've come to serve. Yeah. So it's not about us. It's all about who Jesus is and what he's doing. It's all about making sure that we make much of the gospel in our church. It's good to be a part of a church. It's good to be a member of a local body of Christ that promotes Jesus always. Well, and when, wrap it up? yeah. Well, and when people when people identify and become a part of a church, in essence, a message is being sent. And yeah. what the message is, well, I think it's this: this church is worth being a part of. Yeah, yeah. I recommend this church to you. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the mission yeah. and the truth that this church is teaching. And I would say this: if that church is teaching the mission of Jesus Christ, then Jesus gets great glory. And only he would sit there and choose to take people from different walks of life, yeah. from different backgrounds, different likes, dislikes, different talents, um, and uh, and put them together and say, all right, that's the family yeah. right there. Yeah, That's the family. So get involved in a local church that promotes Jesus as the Son of God, as the one that is the Savior of the world. So get involved. Get involved in a local church. Thank you for listening to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Pastor Stephen, as always, thank you for your time and your wisdom, and we will see you next week on the Unchangeable Truth. Hey, guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. 
If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.